0: Hey, what's going on Purpose Claremont? Hope you're having a good Saturday. Um, Let me just share something that stood out to me from yesterday's reading um, out of John 4. Uh, I shared something yesterday as well, but I wanted to share this as well because it it really touched me and challenged me. So let me pray. Father, we give you thanks for your word. And now as we dive into it, I pray that you would reveal things, that things would pop out of what you want us to hear in order that we could live lives that are set apart for you. We're completely reliant upon your Holy Spirit um, giving you praise and honor and glory that you're due all because of Jesus and his gift of giving himself up for us. We love you. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. So as we looked at yesterday, uh, Jesus has this conversation with the Samaritan woman, um, goes through, calls her out on, um, he says, t- talks to her about giving her living water. Um, she takes it as literal. He's talking more like metaphor um, with regards to her eternal life, but he got her attention. He then says in verse 16, Go call your husband come and to, to come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Now she's starting to recognize that he's something more than just a Jewish rabbi who's sitting by the well who's thirsty. And so... Um, he continues on with the conversation, telling her about worship and worshiping and spirit and truth. She says, she's down, She does say at verse 25, I know that Messiah is coming. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. He reveals to this Samaritan woman that he is the Messiah. So all of a sudden, uh, she takes off, uh, verse 27. When then Just then, his disciples came back. They marveled that he was talking with the woman, but no one said what he what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away to town and said to the people. Now it's weird. She didn't go home and talk to her man, whoever she was living with. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it was like, she didn't think about it or if he's included in the people that she wouldn't talk to, or she just did not have a great relationship with him at all. Um, And it wasn't even relationship. It may have just been um, a way for her to live with someone for protection and provision and, so I don't have a clue. Um, all I know, she went and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And it says they went out of the town and were coming to him. And then Jesus starts this conversation with the disciples. And then we get to verse 39. This is the part. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the test, because of the woman's testimony. The woman's testimony was this. Come and see a man who told me everything I've ever done. Now, the thing is they knew. I would imagine her reputation is kind of there with the people. I mean, not maybe all of them, but a good chunk of them would know her reputation. But she says, "Come and see, um, come and see every come and see a man who told me everything I ever did, verse thirty nine again. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him, and he stayed there two days. So Jesus stops his plans and stays with them. Verse 41, and many more believed in him because of his word. And they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the, I'm sorry, we know this is indeed the Savior of the world. Now, here's the thing. Two things that stood out as to what brought about belief in Jesus. The first was this woman's testimony. You see it, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. So she goes back and says, He told me all that I ever did, and people believed in him because of her testimony. I don't want you to ever limit the testimony that you have. God has worked in your life. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have this testimony when you encountered Christ, what life was like before that, what it was like when you met him, and what it's like been and what it's like, uh what it's been like since. And so don't ever limit your testimony. You may sit there and go, Well, it's not as exciting as every testimony is. Mind-blowing and miraculous because for it's always connected to the divine. It's always connected to God intervening, bringing someone from death to life. That's always miraculous, no matter what the quote-unquote story is. But notice that people believed in her because of her testimony. And then from there, verse 40, So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with him two days. Verse 41, many more believed because of his word. So it was her testimony. Some believed because of her testimony. And then some believed because of his word. They sat, he's there for two days, he stayed with them. He's, and he's speaking to them because they, they believe because of his word. And then they said to the woman, and I believe it's everyone who, those who believe because of her testimony, those who believe because of Jesus's words, the combination, verse 42, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. You see, did you see it? It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves. Followers of Jesus, that's the place where you're supposed to be. Every one of us. I mean, we can be impacted by the testimony of others. We can be impacted by preaching of others. I, I am. There's certain preachers that I love to listen to. Um, God, I really believe that God uses them in a great way in my life. But friends, it's not about me getting connected to that preacher so that preacher can listen to God and he can tell me what God's saying. I believe I believe the Holy Spirit uses other preachers and pastors and teachers, but ultimately we're all supposed to get to this point. It is no longer because of what you said that we believe for we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. Where we come to this point, where it's I am so convinced, not just because I heard a testimony of another person, I'm convinced because I've heard him for myself. I believe because I've met with Jesus on my own. So no, it's not, hey, I need to get to this retreat or I need to get to this worship service or I need to hear Brian preach or I need to hear this person preach or I need to have this worship experience. No, no, no. Those can all be things that are helpful but to move from the necessity of that thing or place or event or that person to move from that with regards to this is why I'm convinced that it's true. Move away from that move. Not, not away. Yeah. Move from there toward, Hey, I believe this to be true because I've spent time with Jesus on my own. It's personal. You've worked out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's now you and Jesus again, not saying you don't learn from others and, Are blessed by others i'm not saying that at all and they can be helpful and supplemental but your relationship with jesus is your relationship with jesus you believe and are convinced of who he is and what he's done and what he's done in your life and you are committed to him because it's personal That's no longer reliant upon another person to remind you of the need to be committed you're committed to christ you love and adore him because you simply have been with him pastors we got to remember we're supposed to be pointing people to abide in jesus like that's our goal if you're a pastor our our goal in caring for god's people is to move them away from man i just really need my pastor to no you really need to connect with christ all on your own you and him You spend time, you learn to abide, you get in his word, you spend time in prayer and solitude and silence before God. You practice the spiritual disciplines and let me come alongside you and guide you and care for you and lead you, but not to go, well, you still need me. And I am, I'm the great physician of God's people. No, there's one great physician. It's Jesus. There's one person that every person definitely needs to meet. That's Jesus. And so we're supposed to be moving people to a place where they're abiding in Christ and they're meeting him. On their own, and they're convinced because of what it is that God has done in their life. Never reliant upon us, always reliant upon Jesus. Friends, I hope this is an encouragement to you. Hope it's a challenge for those, especially those of us who are um, who are shepherds and caring for God's people. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Love you guys more than you know. We'll talk soon. Take care.